And we are live, man. Keep shooting podcast episode eighteen. Took me how long to figure that out, B? That's probably that's probably a good five minutes to figure out which episode we were on here. But we're here, man. We're here. We got a little setup. Got the microphone on the on the books, which uh, which I like. And uh, and Brandon's back from Turks and Caicos. Uh, the international traveler is now is now back in the country. Nice to have him back. And um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's go, man. I'm I'm excited. My my morning started off a little rough. Um, so my wife, my wife's in Key West right now because she deserves it. And so I just have, it's just me and the little one. And so we, we wake up this morning and I'm getting her ready. First of all, can't do hair. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so she, she went off to daycare looking like a fool, but on the way to daycare, I always tell her like, we're, we're, we're on our way to, to drop off. I'm, I'm on my way to drop her off. And I always look at her and I'm like, today, you're going to have a great day. And remember, you can do anything you want to do. And, and she's like, listening to me. And I go, and I go. And you know what? And she says, what? And I said, I love you so much. And she just pauses for a second. And she looks right right back at me because we're at a red light. And I'm, I'm staring at her. And she looks at me and she goes, Daddy, I tooted. And that's how we started the morning off with uh, with just just uh, some, some quality uh, father-daughter time. But it was good, man. It was good from there. Went to the gym. And I, uh, you know, you know I, I was a monster. Let's just face it. Brandon came through the door today and I could see it in his face. He walked through this door and he said, oh, am I in, am I in Colorado? Because am I staring at the Rocky Mountains right now? And I said, and then I just had to briefly tell him, uh, bro, it's, that's just my shoulders, dude. It's not it's not it's not a big deal. Now, if you would have caught me right after the gym, I mean, my shoulders were probably out to here. Right. So we probably would have had to have camera here, camera there, camera over here just to capture my shoulders. Now the, the pump has gone down a little bit. So I look a little bit more normal, but, um, I could actually see what Brandon was like when Brandon saw me, if I looked into his eyes, I could see the mountains in his eyes. Like he couldn't even, he wasn't even looking at a person at the time. And that's when I, you know, I just realized I had to, I had to speak and let him know it was me, but we're, we're all good. We're all good. So, um, I went live last night and Instagram live can be interesting because you can have sometimes when you go live on Instagram where everybody is just super engaged and then you can have some where everybody is telling me how awful I look bald, um, saying these crazy things over and over again. But last night was a really good one, man. Last night was a really, really, really good one. And, um, and so I want to I want to kind of piggyback off of some of the some of the questions I got on there because they were so good, you know I, they were they were so good. You know what's really interesting is I joined TikTok last week, and I never thought I would do I never thought I would I would hop on TikTok, but it is kind of fun in terms of just going on there. And what I do is I go on there, I post, and I get I get out of there because um, I think tick I think TikTok is where dreams go to die, man. I think if you get caught scrolling through TikTok. Um, you're not doing much with yourself, I think, at the end of the day. So I go in, I post, I get out. However, um, so I don't have a big presence on there, but I'll get like comments and then I'll see the comments come through. And like some people will comment things and somebody commented and they were like, it was like, you dork, why do you have a mask on? Um, well, the answer is be- because COVID and um, why why wouldn't I? But it's so interesting like when I first started Instagram, I would get these comments at times from people and I would immediately want to like jump in and, and justify what I was doing. Now I look at it and I'm just, I immediately go, oh, 
And I do that because my daughter, if I if ever I'm with my daughter somewhere and I'm like, hey, um, no, you can't have that half eaten Jolly Rancher that you found on the ground at the playground. She just looks at me and puts it down and goes, oh. And so now when I when I get these comments from people that are, um, you know, not the not the nicest things in the world, that's that's what the first thing that pops into my head. I'm just like, oh, sorry. You know, so um, daughter leading leading the charge there. So. I think I want to start off with the with the first question that I really enjoyed. So I I posted a I posted a video that Brandon actually did um, where I was in the gym starting to work out. Now, starting to feel good, man. I'm starting to feel good. I'm changing the diet up, which feels amazing. My man Jeff, my man Jeff came to me in like the middle of summer. He's like, "Yo, man, I'm cutting everything out. No sugar. Da da da. None of this. None of this." And then every time I've ever been with Jeff from that moment forward, Jeff has been eating candy. So uh, I'm really doing this. Now, here's the other thing. I have to be completely transparent. I I broke yesterday. So I made that post yesterday. I'm like, hey, I'm not eating sugar, all this stuff. And then since my wife is going to Key West, she was like, uh, I think she feels bad for me being here by myself. And she brought me my my favorite gummy bears in the world. So there's this, there's this place called Lolly and Pops, and it's in... It's in the King of Prussia Mall. It's in the Christiana Mall in Delaware. And they have these gummy bears that are covered in sprinkles that um, that will change your life, man. They will just they will change your life. So I broke down yesterday. I had a few of them, but they were good. But they were really, really good. Um, anyway, I'm feeling good, man. I eliminated sugar for the most part. Um, I mean, I still have fruit and stuff, but any type of any type of added whatever, I'm I'm I'm, I'm leaving that out. Just tons of chicken, tons of rice, tons, tons of veggies, uh, red meat, all that good stuff. And I'm feeling really good, man. For the first time, I don't have crazy pain in my knees. And I've been doing like the knees over toes type stuff, the ATG program. But I think my diet was contributing to uh, a lot of the inflammation. And so I'm, I'm feeling good. And now I'm kind of having that itch to get out there and, and, and play a little bit. And last night on the Instagram Live, somebody asked like, well, you know, why weren't you playing to begin with? Why don't you play? So here's here's the deal. And I got to be completely honest about it. So back in 2012, some like I've said this before, but a lot of people don't know. So back in 2012, I was crossing the street and I was I was hit by a Jeep, by a Jeep Liberty. All right. So I'm walking across the street, got hit by a Jeep Liberty um, and it hurt a bit. All right. And I tore everything on my knee, everything, ACL, MCL, PCL. I remember I showed up to the doctor's appointment. And he was like, man, you you definitely dislocated this at some point. And I don't know. I don't know how that works in the medical field in terms of at some point and how it, it would come back. I don't know. Um, but man, I, I messed, I messed it up good. So from that point forward, from 2012, when I did that to now, there's always this thought in the back of my mind. That's like, I don't want to go through that again, because it took me to a place mentally where I don't want to go again. At the same time, it kind of like birthed this rejuvenation of sorts in terms of once I started to go through the rehab process, I, I really started to enjoy waking up early. And that's kind of what like what set the tone for me waking up at ungodly hours, right? But I don't want to do that again. Like, I don't want to go through that process of uh, rehabilitation again. So I've always had this fear in the back of my mind of not wanting to get hurt. And I know that that's probably the the wrong thing, the wrong mindset to have, but it's just it's just the way it is, right? It's just, it's just what I think about. My body's feeling good now. Um, I've started to play one-on-ones a little bit and I've been doing some things and I'm, I'm feeling good. So we're going to see where it goes. Trying just like I, my last podcast was was all about like overcoming limiting beliefs. 
I think part of this is, or a large, large part of this is all in my mind. And, uh, and I'm going to start playing a little bit more. I'm 34. And, uh, so that means in February of 2022, I will now be eligible for the 35 and over draft, which I believe is a national event broadcasted on the Ocho. And I'm pumped, man. I better go top 10, better go top 10 in the 35 and over league. I think, I think I'm good. I think I'm good for a solid 25. I think I'm a guaranteed 25. Um, I think that on any given night, I'm giving you 40 at a 35 and over league right now. Just because two steps, three steps across half court, I get my timing back. It's a wrap, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really, I'm feeling really good about that. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was a really cool question, and I figured I could be honest about it in terms of uh, I'm a little, I'm a little scared of it, but working through it and feeling good. So we'll we'll go from there. The next question, and this is one I get a lot from a lot of different people. Um, are you still working your nine to five job? And I've been very hesitant to talk about this uh, a lot or or go into more detail about it. But why not? You know, um, yeah, I'm still working the nine to five job. So uh, basketball has been incredible and it has now afforded me opportunities both, you know, from a passion perspective, as well as from a financial perspective that I, I, I probably would have never had just working the nine to five. Um, and basketball has now gotten to the point where it earns more than the nine to five does. Right. So the question now becomes, well, why don't you just leave the nine to five? And the truth of the matter is I started at this company that I'm at and there's some really cool people that work there. And, and, and honestly, at the time, you know, I didn't, I didn't have basketball really going how and, and, the business side of it humming the way it is now. And so, you know, I've kind of seen this company that I work for start to start to take off a little bit. And um, it's also cool being a part of that. Right. And uh, I got to have a cool conversation with my boss and, and being very open about the basketball side of things. And and so, you know, we're, we're working we're working through that. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that. I had always dreamed about basketball taking off and getting to a point where I could just say goodbye to the corporate world. But now I'm working for a company within the corporate world that the people within it, within that organization are, are really good people. And I have a, I have a good role in there and, and I, I kind of enjoy that as well. Right. So I'm still at this, I'm still doing both. And I think that it provides value to a lot of people that were in my position as it relates to got a burp as it relates to uh, being able to do both or how do you do both where do you find the time to do both right that all helps you know that all stems from well if you wake up at four o'clock in the morning you're going to afford yourselves uh, a lot more time in the day to get things done right there's not a lot of stuff going on between the hours of four and eight right so you can get a, a hell of a lot done between four and eight should you want to uh, gary v always preaches this stuff you know you work a nine to five you come home you do whatever you have to do with the family uh, and then what are you doing from, say, 9 or, or 10 p.m. until midnight or 1 a.m., right? But there's a lot of time that you can dedicate to doing what you have to do. You just have to be super disciplined with it. I think when all said and done, and I'll, I'll be able to go into detail much more on this, but, you know, the the excuse of not having time is such a bad one, man. It's such a bad one. And I say that because what I've now been able to start to build and see build and where I see it going um, while doing it, maintaining and holding down a, a nine to five job in which in, in which I have a very active role 
tough, man. I don't know. Like, if you really want to do it, if you really want to, if, if there's something that you really want to do and you're super passionate about it, uh, at one point, at some point, you have to kind of put your money where your mouth is and just, just go do it, man. And I'm living, walking proof of that it's that it's 100% possible. I'm still doing it. And I think that in time, as I get more and more comfortable talking about how I was doing things and, and where I'm at, um, you know, from from a business side of things, you know, I think that that's going to open up an avenue for a lot of people in terms of just hearing the story and and how you can apply that to whatever it is you're doing. Right. So it's always like it's like the cliche saying, you know, it's not just about basketball. Basketball can be the vehicle to kind of get you to where or 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 put you in a position to talk about or speak on things that are going to help other people in the long run, right? It's just one of those things that can just build and build and build into different things. So yeah, man, I'm still still working the nine to five and still doing the basketball stuff. So I, I think I have two nine to fives if that's if that's a if that's a real thing. Although I think basketball is kind of a midnight to midnight. Does that work? Does midnight does midnight to midnight work be? 12 to 12 to 12. <laughs> it doesn't sleep, man. It doesn't sleep, but it's, it's awesome. Man. I, I, I absolutely love it. So, um, yeah, man, still working the, still working the nine to five. I can't, I can't just pick up and leave and go to Turks and Caicos. Like some people looking at Brandon right now. Um, but you know, when, as, as Brandon would say, you know, when you got it, you got it. I don't think he's ever said that, but I'm sure he thinks it. I could tell by the way he walks around, but yeah, man. So, that was the, the first two questions. Uh, the third question came from, and I remember that, I remember that this was at, at Make Shots LLC. And they said, he said, Mike, do you enjoy working with high level players or beginners more? And I thought that was a really, really good question. And my answer did not lean one way or the other. My answer more went towards, it really depends on the personality of the individual that you're working with. So right now I'm reading this book called Dotcom Secrets as a recommendation from my friend Mike Littman. And it's it's a mind-blowing book in terms of looking up things from, from a business side. But within it, he has a Russell Brunson has a exercise within this book uh, really early on in which he says, Who's your dream customer? Like who's your dream client? Right. And he's he's asking who your dream client is. And I would I would fare to bet most of us don't know. Or most of us have an idea, but we don't put a face to it or anything. And, and he goes into this whole exercise about how he puts it, a, liter, a literal face to the man and the woman that are his dream clients, right? And I started to do this and I started to think about it and like, who are my dream clients? Is it a professional client? Is it a beginner client? Is it a high school kid? Is it a college kid? And it comes down more so to the personality of, of the player. And what I mean by that is, as a teacher, we've all been around certain people or players that when you step into the room or you step onto the court with, with that particular person, the energy and the synergy is just there, man. Like, it's just one of those things where they're there to just learn, right? They're just, they're, they're just there to learn. They just want to soak up everything you say and they want, they, they're going to ask questions. They're going to do all that stuff that you do an hour of work and it feels like you were there for 15 minutes. So it's almost like you're just in this state of flow from start to finish. And then we have players that we work with that are the complete opposite, right? That, that all, you're like, do you want to be here? Like, is this something you want to do? You know what I mean? And the, sometimes that hour can feel like two hours, right? You, you, look at the, you look at the clock, you take a glance at the clock, and you, you're like, we've only been here for 30 minutes. 
And so I think my my dream scenario is just finding those like-minded individuals like myself that are really interested in the understanding of what it is we're doing, that want to ask questions and that want to understand it on a level that few have. And I understand that's not going to be every, any everybody, right? But um, you can have that in a beginner and you can have that in a pro, right? It's, it, there's the 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 want to learn and the want to to participate and, and and bring energy and all that kind of stuff doesn't really depend on what level you're at it just depends on you know where where do you stand in terms of what your your vision at the at the end of the day is you know what i mean so i just i, I think it's an interesting thing i will say that working with high level players can be really interesting at times because they can pick up on concepts super quick right so you'll have some athletes some like like super athletes that uh, you can introduce something to them. And then within 15 minutes, it's like they've been doing it their whole lives, right? That that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to take whatever you just did on the floor and it's all automatically going to transition to a game. But they're now starting to get through it on a in a practice scenario where you're looking at it and you're like, wow, it looks like they've been doing that a really long time. That's the that's the cool part about higher level. And, the, and, and I can say higher level, not just pros, but even really high level high school kids that I've worked with, They'll do the same thing. They'll start to pick up on things in a in a really in a really cool way, whether it be relating to understanding how you know how we want our pickups to be. I, I was doing a thing the other day um, in terms of understanding when we're shooting off the dribble, how as soon as we put that ball down on the floor, that dribble is now part of our shot because how we move and how we dribble is going to directly relate to how well we're able we're going to be able to a stay balanced and b get into our shot. So I know a lot of times we probably don't think about that. We, we, we would probably look at some moves as like setup dribbles. Um, but if we can start to look at everything as, as it's tied together, it's like this big dance. Now we're we're starting to set ourselves up to be able to shoot off the dribble in a variety of different scenarios because that ball is always going to be attached to us. Like really dorky things like that, right? So, But you can find some players that can that can like listen to that or see it, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're they're on it. So that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a high-level player to do it. You have some beginners that are the are the same exact way in terms of just starting to to look at it, and because they're a beginner, they don't have any other way of doing it yet. You know what I mean? So now it's kind of uh, the opposite end of the spectrum, but they're still picking up on things uh, relatively quickly. But you know, I think a lot to be said about the willingness to want to learn. If you want to learn, and you're there for you know because this is this is truly what you want to do, um, that's who I enjoy working with. I enjoy working uh with with that person so you know i i think um i think it kind of i think it kind of flows into to the next question and just about the and it has to do with 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 results and you know what no it doesn't terrible transition but you know we're gonna roll with it so the next question was i'm putting in a lot of time Right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting in the time on the court. I'm on the court every day and uh, I can't keep my form and I just can't see results. So what is it, man? Like I, I can't like I just no matter how much time I put in, I, I can't do it. And. I think it's such a common question because I think a lot of us do put in the time, right? A lot of us do put in an extreme amount of time on things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing it right. And. Aside from the limiting beliefs portion that I talked about um, within, uh, I think that was episode 16, uh, but within that limiting beliefs portion, with that, with the, kind of leaving that aside, um, it kind of comes down to 
well, what's your what's your blueprint on doing things, right? So I listen to every morning on my way to the gym, I go to YouTube and I put in this video. It's Earl Nightingale, 19 minutes that will change your life. And it's my, it's my favorite thing to listen to every morning because it puts me in a, a state of mind that um, I feel unstoppable when I listen to it, man. And I started listening to that during COVID on my runs because I would start, I, I, I despise running, but because gyms were closed, I had to do something to stay active and I didn't have any weights yet. And so I would go out and run and that's the first thing I would listen to. And um, it's kind of like one of those things of, of, you know, playing on the subconscious mind in terms of the things that he's saying first and, and Earl Nightingale, if you haven't listened to Earl Nightingale, um, the greatest voice in the world, like a voice meant for YouTube videos, had he been around uh, when YouTube was invented. But in that, in that video or that recording, he, he speaks on um, largely about the, the accumulation of wealth, right? But you can, you can look at it, the accumulation of anything. You could look at it like the um, trying to acquire a skill and all, and all this kind of stuff. And he, he has these two examples and he said, you know, the, the, the majority of the reasons that people aren't achieving what it is they want to achieve, um, it's not because they don't want to, it's because they don't know how. They don't understand how to get to that point, right? And he gives an example of, you know, one can't, he says it so much more eloquently than I can, but he says something like, somebody just can't come home and say, I want an apple pie. And all of a sudden, there it is in terms of of making it, right? You, you can have the ingredients, but what he says is, without the understanding of how to do it, without looking up the directions on what to put where and, and how long and how to mix it together and all this stuff, you're never going to get the apple pie that you want, right? The ingredients are one thing, right? Understanding the process of it is, a, is another. So he says that, and then he gives the, the example, which is the greatest thing of all time. He says, uh, a man cannot get to Macadocious, Texas, which if that's a real place, incredible. But he says, a man's not going to just go there without looking up first looking up the directions on how to get there. Uh, granted, now it's a little bit different, right? But back in the day, you'd have to look at a map, like, how do I get there? How do I get to Macadocious, Texas? You have to look at shooting the same way, right? We we have the resources or, or we have the ingredients, right? That's the coolest thing about the game of basketball to me. It's why I fell in love with the game of basketball. The ingredients for the game of basketball are shoes, a hoop, and a ball. Those are your Those are your ingredients, right? So... Now we need a roadmap to get us to what it is we ultimately want to accomplish. And in this case, and, and obviously with, with this, with what I do, it's, it's shooting the basketball. So without a blueprint, without a firm understanding of what it is that we're even trying to do to put ourselves in a position to shoot the basketball, we can just be and it's like, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're going to drive ourselves crazy in terms of just coming up, showing it's one thing to show up every day, but it's another thing to show up with intention, right? And I think that is where the majority of us miss out in regard to how we're able to see results. There's a phenomenal book out there. It's called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles, which Wallace Waddles, top five name of all time. And um, if you read that book, I remember the first time I read that book, I was reading it like it, and it's almost it was almost like it was a different language. Uh, I've probably read it 10 times since, and I didn't pick that book up until April of 20, 
2020. And I probably read that book 10 times. Short book. But like my man Mike says, um, not me, Mike, my, but my buddy Mike. But my my, my, man, my main man Mike says, <laughs> it's awful. Um, he'll give me these short books. And he'll, within these short books, he'll say, a day to read, a lifetime to master. Right? So there's so many of these books out there that are short books, but phenomenal ones. There's one right here, Mastery. Wow, Master Mastery. How about that? But um, within that book, William uh, Wallace Waddles talks about doing things a certain way. And in, in The Science of Getting Rich, he's talking he's talking about the financial aspect of things. But he'll say that in, if you want to be successful at anything, there's a certain way of doing it. There's always a certain way that's going to yield results. And you start to see these, uh, these parallels in, in these different races that you're running whether that be on the basketball court or whether it be financially or that would be uh, in a relationship, there's always the act of doing things a certain way that are going to bring about the results that you want. But you have to know the directions to get there. You have to have the blueprint that is ultimately going to take you there, right? So it's, a, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a simple type concept, but how many of us are going into these situations with, no real plan. And with no real plan, um, we're kind of just throwing something at a wall and hoping it sticks. And um, it's really interesting books like that, Science of Getting Rich, Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale has some books too. Um, the Strangest Secret, Acres of Diamonds. And then the thing with The Strangest Secret and the Acres of, Acres of Diamonds and The Science of Getting Rich, uh, you can get those all for free because they're all public domain. So all those books that came out years and years and years ago, eventually turned into public domain. I heard I heard Mickey Mouse is about to be public domain. How about that, dude? Are you hype? Are you hype about that? Mickey's a legend, but I guess Disney's fighting it pretty hard. And why not? Because if, if Mickey Mouse is public domain, things are going to get a little crazy. So, but no, there's, there's books out there that are public domain that I think would be, uh, would be worth checking out. So science of getting rich, acres of diamonds, the strangest secret. You could take those three books and you could listen to that stuff on repeat over and over and over again. And that will give you uh, all the education you need on understanding a certain way of doing things and how to bring it about. But if you're not seeing results on the court with your jump shot, chances are, if you're putting in the time, what's, what, what the only thing that's missing is the fact that you have no blueprint. You have nothing set in stone in order to kind of guide you on your path to becoming the shooter that you want to be. So that's it, man. Um, and this was a good one. I'm glad we did it. Rainy day here in Jersey. Still got it done. Um, hopefully, like I said, hopefully that these cameras can, can, if I posture up here and get my shoulders super wide, maybe my, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking at this point. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. This will be up on YouTube. Um, appreciate everybody that comments. Uh, appreciate the people that are subscribing to the YouTube. Uh, and that's it, man. If you're listening to on anything, or, you know, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, please uh, rate it, review it. And if you're interested in my Keep Shooting subscription, please, please, please go check that out. CMikeDunn.com. I would greatly appreciate it. Shout out to man, my man B for coming through, making this stuff happen again and again. And uh, until next time, guys, keep shooting. Boom.